It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com And welcome into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, and today I am joined by Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, great weekend for hockey in America. The U.S. wins World Juniors. Big, thrilling, not very close win over Sweden on Friday. Great game. I haven't had a chance to really talk about it, but I know you were watching. I was watching. Um, your boy, Lane Hudson from BU, didn't back down. He might be might be an enforcer for the Bruins. I mean, they, they might they might need that at some point. I mean, but, a, a pretty good game for a few BC guys. Give them credit as well. Uh, yes. Ryan Leonard, great. Uh, blown a kiss to the crowd. Made everyone so upset. All those Canadians who'd be sending absolutely horrific stuff to Americans if they beat them in a gold medal game, but then they take the moral high ground as they tend to do. We're outraged by it. I don't know. Maybe win the fucking game, but or or for the Canadians, get past you know, get into the yeah. medal round. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I this hits at a, a take that I've had for a while. I think Ryan Leonard's going to be such a good pro. I think Ryan Leonard is going to be the going to become sort of that ultimate villain type character. He plays on the edge. He can he scores without with ease. Like I just to me, I think he's going to be such a good villain with the Capitals. Um, and you know, again, uh, obviously you got Wilson on that team and others. But when when the time comes for him to join that team, whether it's next year or the year after, my hunch would be he stays at BC another year. So next year, next year in college hockey, we will get uh, Iserman with BU. My guess would be Celebrini's gone. That's just my guess. But I don't know. He could stay. Maybe he stays. I hope. It'd be cool for us if he stuck around. Um, and then on the BC side, if Smith, Leonard, Perot stay, you'll have them. You'll have James Hagens. Um, so it'll be uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a great rivalry as it continues. Yes. Will you be going to any of those BCBU games coming up? Uh, I think I'm going to be over at the Bean Pot. I don't think I'm going to be at the the uh, the two matchups in late January, but we'll see. Maybe we'll make a surprise appearance. We'll come smashing through the wall like the Kool Aid Man we'll <laughs> with your BU jersey on. Yes, that'll be great. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll I might, I'll be I think I'll be at the Bean Pot, but I haven't planned on late January those games. I always forget. They always come up, and then I'm like, oh, I should go get tickets, and then those are sold out. So like, you're yes. not getting those. Yeah. Um. But anyways, a good win for the U.S. Uh, no Bruins prospects in the game. 
that I none that I can think of. Uh, yeah, Dan's Luxmel, Dan's Luckmelis in the tournament. He had a good tournament. Um, obviously, Patra was out early with Canada, so that was that. Uh, Bruins had a good weekend. Big seven three win over the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday night. Um, the scoring is there, Connor. This is like a whole new team. I mean, we didn't expect this. Defensively, they have some issues. Uh, they have not been as uh, outstanding as they were in net at the beginning of the year. But that scoring is starting to rear its very beautiful head. Yes, no. <laughs> it's it's... Like popping up out of the ground. Yeah. Like, he was like, do you see the dude stuck in the vase on Twitter? Yeah, I did, I did see that. It's <laughs> like yes. like popping out of the vase. Like that's that's the offense. Yeah, I, I mean, what is it now? Four plus goals in I think six straight games. Um, I, I think the esteemed Ty Anderson said they haven't had a stretch like that since I, I think it was like 2011, where four plus goals over that amount of uh, of games. And uh, it's and that was 2011. See, right? That was the beginning of that 2011-12 season, right? That I wasn't believe the so. Cup yeah, yeah. I think it was like everyone riding the momentum after the. Uh, after the cup when people are like, we don't, there's no such thing as a Stanley cup hangover. <laughs> uh, anyway, was. I, I, yes, I digress. Um, but no, it's really encouraging to see. I mean, you're seeing, of course, the, the, the key playmakers like Pasternak deliver Marshan's been playing well. Like, I, I think you look at, you know, we'll talk about Pasternak in a little bit there, but you know, scoring 30 seconds after that Kucherov goal, we feel like the momentum shifting. That's kind of what you've come to expect from a guy as elite as Pasternak. But, as I think we've talked about before, I think the biggest key as to why this team is rolling right now offensively is so many other, you know, guys maybe further down the lineup, but still key contributors for this team are pushing them over the top, right? You look at like Trent Frederick, who I think has what five goals in his last four games. Jake DeBrus yep. gets that, um, you know, the empty net goal, which I think was a, a byproduct of Victor Hedman's uh, stick uh, uh, exploding, obliterating, like just the worst timing <laughs> ever. But as Jack so Edwards would say, that. an ode to the composite stick, and then he's like, Bruh. "Yes, yes." So like that that would be Victor Hedman on that play. Yes. So, but still, so even with that kind of fortunate bounce for DeBrus, which again he hasn't had a whole lot of those fortunate bounces, and now they're all kind of coming at the same time. So um, he's got, I think, eight points in his last five games. Uh, so I, I think you do have a um, a situation where a lot of these key players are really pulling their weight offensively and supporting. What we've come to expect. I think at this point we can say that guys like Jake DeBrusque or, or Frederick can give you 20 goals in a season. We know what David Pasternak is going to do over the span of a season. Uh, but when you have these other players that are all uh, chipping in, it just makes a, a really dangerous lineup from, from top to bottom. The only line that's really not scoring right now is the fourth line, which, again, I feel like that's due at some point whenever they get the, the kind of right mix in there uh, with that three-man grouping. Yeah, they're getting scoring. The top nine right now is Morgan Geeky, another one. Like, you're getting yeah. guys throughout that top nine that are kind of producing wherever. And I think the biggest embodiment of that is Trent Frederick. Uh, you mentioned it. Five goals in his last four games, five goals and three assists in his last seven. Like, uh, producing at center, producing at wing. Uh, they had him at wing uh, on, on Saturday night. And I think he's just... Growing into his game, and we've seen this, we saw this last year, but we were like, you know, he's playing with, like, Taylor Hall, and he's got some better line mates than him. What's he going to look like? You know, he talked preseason about wanting to drive play and kind of uh, be the, the guy on his own line, and what we're seeing now is no matter who he's with, he's producing, and I think, you know, when when push comes to shove and the playoffs come around, you know, I think I would love to see the the Coyle, uh, Frederick, and Van Riemsdyk line back together. 
Or you would love to see, uh, you know, Frederick maybe kind of uh, on the wing with a guy like Patra because he's a bigger, more intimidating body, all that stuff. But I just think with what he's been able to produce and, and how he's sort of finding his way, more and more he looks like a legitimate piece to this team for a while because... He's going to give you that physical element, but he's also going to register on the score sheet. You've seen that in these last bunch of games. Yeah, and again, I think it gives full credit to both the Bruins for sticking with him for so long and Frederick for kind of carving out this role. And it's like, you know, I've been someone who was, you know, maybe skeptical as to what kind of player Frederick was, whether it's, you know, he broke out last year. Was that a flash in the pan? Was it a, you know, just an unrealistic shooting percentage? But Look at the way he's playing now. I think he's found that right balance of what he needs to do. You know, like I, I think that game on Saturday is like the perfect microcosm of, of maybe his potential and what he can be moving forward where he gets that first goal, his first career power play point, like a goal <laughs> scorer's goal right there where you're like, wow, yeah. like that, you know, that that was impressive there. He had one, uh, I think a few days ago, was it against Columbus where he kind of dragged the puck, hesitated for a second and had a really nice finish there. Like he's scoring you know, goal scorers goals, it's not like it's just rebounds or tips or anything like that. Um, he's really, I think, feeling confident in the offensive zone. But uh, the other play that stands out, though, he didn't get an assist on it, but I think it was McAvoy's goal where he absolutely, you know, runs over, uh, what's his face, the, the defenseman for Tampa Bay in the neutral zone, blows him up, mm-hmm. and goes right to the net um, and creates enough traffic that lets McAvoy's shot, you know, from the blue line go through. Like, that's the exact, you know, example of what you're looking for, for, uh, you know, maybe a, a power forward in today's NHL, right? Like there's very few guys that are still like that. Like maybe hell Tom Wilson, a couple of guys, but it's almost like Frederick, you know, is now knowing what he needs to be. And it's, I'd rather you be just a big bodied kind of guy that can be physical, but also has a goal scorer's touch than a guy trying to either replicate, you know, a style of play that's maybe not conducive to today's game. Like I'd rather him be like Nick Paul of like six, three mm-hmm. active engaged can give you 15 to 20 goals. than being something he's not and I think it's it's kind of a weird kind of play to put in one little criteria like as to what a guy like a Nick Paul or a Frederick can be but I'll tell you what those guys when they're playing at a high level can be really damn impactful players wherever they are in the lineup yeah it, it sounds simplistic to say but you almost need him to be a hybrid of physical and goals and and production wise because that's when he's at his best right when when we've seen him in the past when he's just looking for fights he's ineffective because the, the rest of his five on five play suffers when it's, you know, when he's not being physical and he is looking to score and this and that, he's a little bit more ineffective. So, like, if he's just both, if he can be physical and make smart hockey plays like the one you just mentioned and occasionally chip in on the score sheet, uh, to me, again, I think he, there's so much potential there because that's what you need. You need a guy like that that can do that every night. And he hasn't proved yet that he can do it every night. I think that's sort of the last or one of the last big things he needs to prove. But it is there. Like, there is that potential. There is that, uh, I don't want to say ceiling, but you know he has that in him. And I think it's it can be frustrating. I think fans get very frustrated with him at times when that's not there because you know it is. And I think uh, if the, you know, I've said this a lot this year about different guys Carlo Lindholm, the goaltending. Like, if the Bruins are to go far in the playoffs, it's you know they're going to need this. I mean, they're going to need they're going to need everybody gunning, but they're really going to need Trent Frederick to be what he was on Saturday night. Which, uh, again, if it doesn't happen every night, that's fine. But um, you you would ideally like that to be the case. Uh, before we get into uh, David Pasternak, because there's we 
We have not talked nearly enough about David Pasternak this year. Um, a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado. Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. So Connor, with the All Star Game, uh, guys getting picked early, and it being you know January, you know it's getting it's mid season, so it's a good time to evaluate. And I think with David Pasternak, we sort of expected him to produce. Um, I, you know. When we talk about the offense, we always say, aside from David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, uh, and we kind of dive into everybody else, we never really focus much on Pasternak. Uh, but David Pasternak is fourth in the NHL in points with 55. Uh, he has been consistent. He has done it without Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci in the middle. He has done it with Zaka on the wing, at center. Uh, he's contributed on the power play quite a bit. And... There's a lot of valid Hart Trophy candidates this year. Panarin and McKinnon, obviously McDavid. Makar's on page for like 90 points. Kucherov. Kucherov. Kucherov is, I think, number one in the NHL in points. fucking terrifying. That that, that Tampa team is so top-heavy, and they were fucking terrifying every time that line was out him in point. Incredible. Incredible line. And and he is is as lethal a scorer, I think, as there is in the NHL. Just like a viper you know like just comes out of nowhere and can just snipe one the uh, but the kool-aid man yes busting through the wall uh but Pasternak is right there with all of them and i think he has consistently uh strengthened his heart trophy candidacy because you know the, the bruins are not the same offensive team as they were last year you know i know they're in first and nationally with other voters that might hurt them who don't follow the Bruins as much and just think, oh, the Bruins are continuing on with what they were doing before. 
But he's been like the main guy up front now for months on a first place team uh, and fourth in the NHL in points. I feel like he is there. I, I'm not going to put him over McKinnon or Kucherov quite yet, but he's right there, right? Yeah, no, he's absolutely, I think, in the mix, right? And again, you can have the detractors to say that maybe his, you know, defensive game needs work, whatever. Like, he's so good offensively and he's so important, especially to this team that I think he absolutely warrants uh, consideration. Just how important he is to this current team. And I think you look at it, right? Like, there were people who thought that, like, his game is going to take a little bit of a step back when he just doesn't have the amount of proven playmakers, right? Like, you've had Bergeron for years. You've had David Krejci. You had all these guys that were fantastic playmakers around him and not to, you know, reduce his role, but like he was viewed as kind of just the, the, the trigger man right on a lot of those lines. And again, damn good at it, but how much yeah. can he kind of completely drive a line by himself? Um, and I think, I mean, you've seen it and it's a testament to how good he is that a guy with as good as his releases, he's still on pace for the most points in his career. And I think he's on pace for like, he's going to smash his career high in terms of assists per game. Like, he kind of reads whatever the defense is giving him and whether it's, you know, finding seams on the power play, um, driving play, having guys like, I mean, Morgan Geeky right now is up to seven goals and 15 points in his last 20 games. You know, we, we've been high on the geek squad, but to have him all of a sudden be on pace for like a 40, 50 point season, I think a lot of it has to do with the guys you have around you as well. And when you have a guy like David Posternock sending you uh, some of those saucer feeds and uh, setting you up, it makes things a whole lot easier for you. So um I think when you look at both, just how good Pasternak has been individually this year of showing that he can kind of just control a game and, and shift the momentum of a game by himself. And just the way this team is structured where you just desperately needed yeah, a cheat code, essentially, in the offensive zone. And David Pasternak's been there. And again, it's great seeing all these other players step up and really start contributing now. But where would this team be, especially earlier on this year, when you had so many guys trying to find their footing? And the one thing you could rely on? Was David Pasternak uh, lighting the lamp early and often for this team? It's I can't understate it. I was gonna say, I mean, if David Pasternak went down, this team would be <laughs> mightily screwed, especially early on. Now, I guess you you have other guys contributing, but even still, it would be a crazy blow. Uh, and again, the other thing is, and you hit it, the playmaking, the chance creation. You know, I mean, again, if he had twenty four goals and like nine assists, I'd be like, ah, well, he's scoring a lot still, but he's not, you know producing you know well-rounded or anything like that he's got 31 assists as you said like he's gonna smash his career high in assists uh and he's and he's helped his line mates and I just think again when you look at all that and it's tough because as valuable as he is to the Bruins like McKinnon's valuable as hell to Colorado and uh Kucherov to Tampa and McCarr to Colorado as well and like you have all these guys Panarin with New York like you have all these pieces so it's not just the Bruins right like Obviously, I think Pasternak might be the MVP of the Bruins right now. Um, but at the same time, it's hard to say, you know, he's definitely the Hart Trophy candidate uh, favorite for the for the entire league. But again, he's been outstanding. And I mean, again, I'm curious to see how this continues, because if they move Zaka back to the middle, if they put Zaka back at the right wing with Patra uh, or Geeky back on the right wing with Patra. I love, I've loved Geeky. The Geek yeah. Squad, man, it's it's a real thing. Like you, yes. I mean, I've said you were right on that. Um, and I, I, like, he's just productive. Like he's not fast. You know, it's like it's, he's it's not showy. It's not flashy. He just kind of gets the job done. Like I, I think I think I saw one for. tweet. 
I think I saw one tweet where it was like, why is it that every single geeky goal is like the exact same thing? It's like like just a standard shot. Like it's a good shot, like always beats the goalie clean, but it's like the same play every single time. Like that's that's geek squad, man. Just gets work done. Just shows yeah. up. You leave him alone and he's gonna get the job done. Yeah, you it's put like it's Verizon like, Fios. It's exactly that's Verizon Fios. Uh, he'll he'll fix your laptop for you and you don't have to worry about it. Yes. Like he'll just, you know, he'll just do his thing. Like he's like a like if you're a boss and you have an employee that you don't have to tell to do, he just does it. And that's geeky, you know, he just does what he's gotta do. Um so the geek squad's been great. Coil's been great. Like again, we've touched on it before, but the center depth on this team. You know, you could say what you want about, oh, they don't have a elite, true number one center. They don't really need it right as of right now. Like, yeah. Coyle's been outstanding. Zaka's been fine on the wing, and he's been fine down the middle. Geeky and, and Patra and Frederick, Frederick stepped even, in. Yeah. Like, they have been fine there, and I think they're starting to kind of, they're getting uh, they're getting fortunate because they've won a bunch of their past bunch of games, and it's working out, so... Uh, maybe it's because they've been eating their Hello Fresh, Connor. Uh, that was the key to the scoring. They started eating Hello Fresh, and they said, "You know what? We just can't stop scoring goals." So, quick word from our friends over at Hello Fresh. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage. All the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/specialoffer. All lowercase. That's Shopify.com/specialoffer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A lot of big games coming up. Bruins are going to go out west, but not like the cool California trip. They're going to like the southwest. Uh, you've got uh, Colorado, which is tonight, Monday. Again, we're recording that. Well, we're rec- this will go out on Tuesday, so it was last night. What a game that was, Connor. Oh, my God. It was God. unreal. People the stars were out. The comments, yeah. <laughs> the stars were out. Um, so there was that. Uh, Arizona and then Vegas. And St. Louis, maybe uh, the Bruins will be able to take Tory Krug home. They're like, oh, yes. you can, we'll, we'll let you come with us. Um, but that's a big stretch. That's, I know that's the like Col- the uh, St. Louis is like, you know, that meme where it's all like the Ami Rangers lined up against the wall, and so one clown is <laughs> like, you know, that's St. Louis in that group. It is, and that's that's. And we Saint would Lu- think this is a St. Louis hating podcast, but oh, like, I don't think 100 percent. No, I think our comment section will be more than happy to shit on the Blues. But uh, we would think preseason it would have been Arizona that would have been the clown in that uh, in that grouping. By the way, that meme never are, gets old. Yeah, that meme never. Like, they, they, that's they're true. Still playing in a college drink, but this is true. I mean, I I've never been to Mullet, but I saw like a someone took a video from the stands, and it looks like you're sitting at Warrior. Like yeah. in the way the stands are, it's the same rows and everything. I mean, uh, I was. It's funny. So a while back. Um, my girlfriend and I were thinking of going out to Arizona 
this time of year just to go somewhere warm for like a couple days. I was like, oh, the Bruins are there in, in early January. Like, let's look at tickets. And they're exorbitantly priced. I mean, they're, it's insane on like on the SeatGeek and Ticketmaster. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, because you would think Arizona, Bruins, Coyotes would be cheap. But because it's like a 5,000-seat arena, it's <laughs> really expensive. Um, so I put them in that clown category too. They're, they're good on the ice, but I'll put them in the same clown category. Yeah. Um, but this stretch, these four games, I know Colorado already happened by the time people are listening. Poke the Bear will cover Colorado uh, much, much, much more in depth than this. Uh, but what are you looking for out of this trip? What, what what do the Bruins have to gain other than getting four wins? Yeah, I mean, obviously you got a couple of tough matchups. I, I think the biggest thing to look forward to is just how the defense can kind of hold up uh, against some of these really high-powered offenses, right? You look at, like, what Colorado can do. Um, Arizona's been... Uh, a team that I think is kind of designed to give the Bruins trouble in terms of how fast they are. Like they're again, there's a reason why they've been really successful. They attack, they you know they hound the puck, really aggressive on the four check. Um, and then Vegas is kind of know what the, what Bruce Cassidy is going to throw at them, but they also have enough really high powered guys that um, can make life difficult for you in a hurry. So again, would you like to keep uh, seeing the Bruins score four plus goals? Yeah, of course. Like I don't know how much more you can keep that train rolling. I think it's more just having, you know, these guys like geeky and Frederick and DeBrusque and Potter even uh, feeling confident, continuing to stack together really good performances. But I think the biggest thing is just how that defense holds. Cause again, you'll take the offense. It's friggin' fantastic. One, it's not what you viewed as kind of the main strength of your team going into it. And it's kind of destined to dry up, especially once you get to the playoffs, uh, when the games get a lot that much tighter. So, um, having the defense really kind of sort itself out and at least show more signs of being, I think the grouping that we expected them to be this year, is going to be the biggest thing I'm going to be looking for uh, during this road trip. Bingo. That's the biggest thing. Defense you, structurally you got to be more sound. Um, you know, can you shut down a team like Colorado? Can you shut down a team like Vegas? You should have no problem shutting down a team like St. Louis. Um, and same with, you know, Arizona to an extent. Uh, so to me, those that's, I agree with you on that. I think the goaltending, getting back on track. I know that they've been fine, but like, can you get back to that level of where you, somewhere near you, where you were yeah. at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, on the road in these away environments, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, I mean, it's kind of all around like <laughs> the offense is, you know, the offense was a problem for a while. The, you know, the goaltending was outstanding. And then as of late, the defense has th those, you know, cracks in the defense have sort of shown themselves more. The offense has been outstanding. So it's like, can you find a balance? Now I know it's January, so you'd like that balance to come in April and May. Um, but I do think that uh, over this, this stretch coming up, defense is the number one thing structurally. Uh, but anyways, Connor, that's been this edition of Bruins Beat. Uh, what can the people look forward to from you over at Boston Globe and uh, Boston.com? Yeah, well, I've, well, I've covered every step of the way this season, whether it's game recaps, features, columns, breakdowns, all that good stuff you can find uh, over at Boston.com. So you can read all my stuff there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins Beat listeners, have a great rest of your week. Teenage.